if you dig down a, an inch past my wood chips, it's black, right? And the soil underneath that has become much nicer, much softer. Yeah. Hey there, thanks for tuning in to episode 38 of the Maritime Gardening Podcast. Where's Greg? There he right, is. Right here, of right course. here, right now. <laughs> and uh, and for those listening, uh, apparently there's been a few compliments posted on our Facebook messages uh, for me about the fantastic gardening that I've done. And... Uh, it's actually greg (laughs) it might be maybe somebody who hasn't been listening uh to the show but has just been watching the facebook post but yeah it's pretty evident that uh greg's the gardening guy i'm just the the co-host um techie guy so thanks for that though i'm on dave i'm i'm flattered thanks you're you're the mastermind yeah that's right you're just stealing all my ideas you're my puppet yeah so you're like Steve Jobs, and I'm like all the guys that actually did the stuff Steve Jobs thought of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Uh, exactly. Anyway. So we're we're back. Um, it's another week. Spring is moving along. We had some crazy hot days, well above seasonal, and now we're, I guess we're probably back to seasonal now when we're recording this, but... Anyway, how are how have things been, Greg? And what are we oh, going to talk about today? Those two uh, thirty day, thirty degree days were just uh, crazy. I was thinking, like, I got to get my squash all in, and I got to plant my beans, and blah 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 blah. Mm. And then I was just like, well, yeah, but it's probably not going to stay this no. way. We're going to go back to being lousy, which mm. it did. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so. and I mean, it was windy. I did plant, I have to admit, I did, I gave in one of my beds, I planted cucumber seeds. Um, Now, it's under one of those hoops, so we'll we'll see. Mm -hmm. Uh, I noticed that uh, my cold frame tomatoes and even some of the peppers had germinated. I got these weird, I don't know if I have a package here, but this variety of peppers, I plant them all. I don't even know what they're called now. Mm Mm-hmm. But I straight seeded them in the cold frame, and it's a variety of pepper that, uh, oh, God, where is that? They're gone. I must use them all. Anyway, it's some sort of little bush pepper that's a tiny, tiny bell or baby bell. Or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're, called, they're supposed to be ideally suited to, like, one of the fastest-growing peppers there. I'm hoping that's a pepper I can be successful with where I am because I've tried every year I try to grow peppers and it's never it's always a bit of a disappointment because it's just I don't get the kind of heat I need here. Mm-hmm. My ne- neighbors have like a full greenhouse that they grow them in, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I, I find that uh, annoying to have to open up and water all the time. Like right. when, you know, well, geez, in July I mean you got to water every day because yeah. it's. In- your greenhouse, it's like Death Valley in there. It's like 55 degrees Celsius, right? Yeah. It's hot. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't like having to do all that. I like just, you know, having a good mulch and 
Mm. And, uh, letting the rain and all that stuff take care of stuff. So anyway, nice. it nice. looks like those are up. And the, um, yeah, but I, st- I still have not planted my uh, my beans. Or uh, aside from those cucumbers, which are under plastic, I haven't planted any mm-hmm. zucchini or anything like that. So uh, at least where I live, uh, I've found it's always prudent to wait till like. Like the first week of June, which is crazy, because when I lived in the valley, I I would have everything in by now, mm-hmm. absolutely by now. And sometimes I'd plant even earlier. I remember one year I planted beans in like the middle of May, and oftentimes they'll rot if you do that. But okay. it's it's worth trying, because um, sometimes they come that much sooner. So I've I've had years certain varieties like the provider. Um, where I saved the own, I saved my own seeds, so they're very, very highly viable, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but anyway, I don't do any of that stuff around here because I'm on the top of a, you know, I don't know what you'd call this. I must be living in like it's like Norway here or something. It's yeah, yeah, pretty well. Cold and damp and yeah. <laughs> kind of just not not conducive, not ideal at all. Um, and today was no exception. Today was. Rain, cold, wet, rain, fog, rain, every yeah. kind of rain. All you know, there were like eight kinds of rains in Nova Scotia. Well, I think we had them all today. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I'm glad I didn't do any of that. So I'm glad I didn't, you know, do any of that stuff. Uh, just took it easy and did some weeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, I guess I should mention, you know, I bought a whole bunch of, uh, and I could be wrong, I, I invite people to weigh in on this uh, uh, it's always good to get some feedback, but um, I bought a whole bunch of uh, sheep manure last year and put it all over my beds. And everywhere I put that, I got weeds like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Like like super weeds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah, like, I think you mentioned that in the last episode a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oops, I can't. Not only that, but because I had the hoop, the, those little hoop houses over top. Mm-hmm. Um, the weeds have really like grown. Like I was pulling them out in the weekend. I got I got weeds in my garden where the the roots are down seven inches. Oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> not like easy to remove them, right? Normally it's just a question of like roughing up the soil a bit because they're just little babies. Yeah. This time, of year, but they're like these super weeds that, uh, yeah, are real, real chore. So I think that's my first and last. Ex- and not only that, but I was buying that for like five dollars a bag. Yeah. And it's about the size of a pillow. Okay. Yeah. Not like one of those giant hotel pillows either, like yeah. a regular kind of crappy kind you have in your house, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I feel kind of, you know, I mean, hopefully it's good for the soil and, and the soil's got lots of nutrients, but I yeah. thought I was getting sort of, you know, normally I get horse manure, but that's free. Yeah. Yeah, it's got weeds in it, but I got yeah. it for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But not only that, it's the variety of weeds. There's like this exotic weeds I've never seen before. Right. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah. Not cool. Not, not cool. Not, <laughs> not cool. cool. Well, they're neat weeds if you're into weeds. Yeah, if you're really into weeds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, and it's weird. In my garden, I have certain things that grow. Every, I seem to have dill everywhere. Okay. Um, and it seems like I've, because I've, you know, I had some things go to seed last year. I seem to have... Um, Red Russian kale growing all over the place, mm-hmm. which is great. You know, yeah. that's, I wish I had more weeds like that. Right. Especially the dill. The yeah. dill's a delightful herb. Um, anyway, so today, 
we're going to talk about uh, a free irrigation system. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I don't know how much uh, people think about this sort of thing, but, you know, if you have a garden and uh, if you have a raised bed or perhaps uh, if you don't have any much of a mulch, um, I've seen these gardens where they have irrigation. I've seen them built. Mm-hmm. Um, I got this idea because I was working on a property the other day, and I, I was building a garden for a woman, and uh, all I'm doing is putting three inches of mulch over all her beds. Mm-hmm. And right next door, there's a garden that has no mulch at all. Yeah. And you can tell the thing has like a $300 drip irrigation system installed. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know what the people, this was all done for them. You could just tell it was done by some right. sort of lance company. Right. Um, but what a waste of time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, why on earth would you? No, there's no mulch on the thing. Yeah. I mean, the thing's designed to not hold water. Uh, and then so you, you put a water system in there, mm-hmm. uh, which costs, and it's not going to last. There's those things, you know, you got to, just bleed it dry in the winter so it doesn't, you know, b- to burst from water and all that. Stuff. You got to turn it on. You got to turn it off. Or you got to hook up some sort of timing system so yeah. that. It but even if you have a timing system, like if it's rained every day of the week, you don't need that thing kicking in. Right. It's wasting water. Um, it's so much easier to just design it in a way so that it uses the water that falls out of the sky and hangs onto a bit. Yeah. Uh, this is a continuation of the mulch theme from last week. My perpetual perennial uh, anti-raised bed r- rants. Mm-hmm. And I just wrote an article um, on my column on raised beds and why I think they're. I mean, they can they can work for you, and you can you can get you know you can get good results with raised beds. But as I've said before, they're absolutely unnecessary to have a good garden. It's, right. It's, it's not the, the key to having a good garden. It's mm-hmm. just, it's a way to garden, but it absolutely adds nothing to the equation. Plants don't care. Um, you know, everything likes being in the ground, and the water is in the ground. Um, and it's a continuation of my general permaculture theme, mm-hmm. where you're, you're sort of looking at nature and copying the way natural systems work. Yeah. Well, natural systems don't have irrigation hoses and drip irrigation and timers and Christmas tree light timers that turn the irrigation system on and it pumps and all that other stuff. They don't need it. Yeah. Literally don't need it. And, you know, natural systems take advantage of of mulches and natural systems, everything grows at grade. Because if you look at, if if you take any location where you've got soil Mm -hmm. and you, you dig let's say excavate so you can get a, a, a view of a cross section of that soil. Yeah. Right. You're going to see uh, the top soil and the subsoil. You're going to see all these different layers. Yeah. But usually, you know, you only have to go down about a foot or so, and then you've got clay or something quite hard. Right. So yeah, it rains and you've got like all these different layers, right? You've got the the very top layer, the, the organic layer. That's the stuff that's breaking down. So in your garden, if you're using a mulch, that's that mulch layer, two or three inches of mulch. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, in a forest, it would be the surface layer where there's leaves and sticks and needles and, and breaking down stuff. Yeah. And there's the surface soil. That's the, the really fine, nice stuff that things like to grow in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the subsoil, which is much more, you know, clay-like and more uh, stuff like that, uh, more... Um, minerals. It's gonna. That's much more mineral than the previous level, and it's gonna be harder. Um, so water doesn't penetrate that quite as readily. Then you've got the substratum, which is beneath that, which is much harder. And so, if if you've got rain, it's gonna it's gonna run along all those. They're called soil horizons, but it's gonna run along all of those things. But it's gonna penetrate the organic layer it's going to penetrate the surface level and then when it hits the subsoil level it's going to penetrate that very slowly it'll run along that if you've got any sort of grade yeah it's really going to run along the substratum level um so but that's not a big deal if your plants are planted at grade because the roots are going to get down past the organic layer past the surface level and and if they've got you know mature root system as they get larger the roots are even going to get down into the subsoil so they're going roots are going to go down quite far so every time it rains Mm -hmm. it's going to take days for that water to go down through and 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 get you know each of those layers as let's say you have a really good rainy day and then Mm -hmm. it's sunny for a week right yeah so after a couple days the first two inches might dry off Mm-hmm. Probably not if you've got a good mulch on there, but you know eventually, you know the top layers are going to get less. Uh, you know there's going to be less moisture, but there's still going to be moisture at those lower levels. Yeah. Um, but if you're planting above ground in some sort of raised bed type situation, well you've taken you've taken all that stuff out of the equation. Mm-hmm. You're above all of that. Yeah. So you got to stand out there with your watering hose or hook up some sort of system. So that's why I call it a free irrigation system. It's 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 it's, it's free because it isn't an irrigation system. Yeah, it's yeah. just using the irrigation system that works perfectly for everything, right? Yeah. You look out, you, you, know, you get some sort of heat wave, and you look out over the, you know, you're driving down the highway, look in the look in any ditch. Or just look into the for the tree line of the forest. Everything's growing great. Yeah. Um, because it's that's all using the free irrigation system, heavy mulch, everything planted at grade, um, and it all just takes care of itself. Yeah. So yeah, and, and the whole reason I got this idea is I was just looking at this. You know, I could tell it was a very expensive irrigation system. I was just like, man, why do people do this stuff? It's uh, you know, obviously the, the people that own the home didn't know. They just said, "Look, we want a garden. Here's a pile of money. Put a garden in." Um, but uh, uh, I just—I mean, I, I can understand the reasoning. Well, we need water, and this is going to supply it at a at a regular at regular intervals. Yeah. But it's it's so much easier just to design the system so that it takes care of that on its own. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's all the other benefits of benefits of using a go. So it's a combination of using a mulch and planting at grade, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I mean, people might say, "Well, yeah, but my soil is no good, and and um, you know, I don't want to have to till it up. I just want to 
put a box and fill the box up, right? And that's that is easier, can be easier than tilling it up. Yeah. But you know, I would say if that's your situation, it's a lot easier just to let's let's say you do put a box down. I would only go six inches high. And I think you only need to put about four inches of good soil over your lousy soil mm-hmm. and put a mulch over that, a two-inch mulch over that. Right. And what's what'll happen is that 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 four inches of good soil in the mulch that'll sort of go down, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and it will start uh, almost like a chain reaction happening. Mm-hmm. So you, you'll be that existing soil that was no good. Mm-hmm. will be fed by all the inputs you've put on top of there. And because you're mulching it, it's going to activate all the, the living organisms in the soil. And uh, all that lousy soil is going to start to become excellent soil. You can go anywhere in my garden, which was solid clay and rock. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not talking about the beds where I've been adding horse manure. You can go to parts of the garden where uh, all I did was put cardboard down and put wood chips over it, like the pathways in between. Yeah. Uh, if you dig down a, an inch past my wood chips, it's black, right? And the soil underneath that has become much nicer, much softer. Yeah. Um, you know, it's full of worms and all kinds of things like that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you don't you don't need to go. You don't need to build up nearly as much as you'd think. That's and, and then that saves you money, it saves you time, it saves you work and all that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. So uh, again, it's it's free in so many ways. Awesome. Uh, and of course, if you want to accelerate that process, um, you know you can uh, get her to pickaxe and let's say you've got lousy soil, just pickaxe it up a bit, loosen. You know, you pickaxe it up a bit and then you get a a pitchfork and turn it over a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and then add, you know, uh, some sort of amendment like a manure. Yeah. Um, and then plant in that. But, uh, yeah, I, I would advise against, you know, if you're trying to get the most bang for your buck. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, then I would advise against irrigation systems, and I would advise against um, going up and up and up and up and up. You really don't need to, and there's a lot of disadvantages that you're going to mm. experience by doing that because you're moving your plants away from the water. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, there's the, the hugaculture bed idea that, uh, you know, where if you want to raise bed, you, you put a bunch of rotten logs and leaves and stuff like that, you know, in, in the, uh, in the raised bed. So yeah. if you've got a raised bed, that's, let's say two feet high, the first foot is rotten organic material, and then you're mm-hmm. adding soil to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's only if you have to have a raised bed. Right. You don't have to do that, right? Yeah. So if you don't mind being on the ground, because, um, you, you know, like, it's just, I would only suggest doing that hugaculture approach to uh, a raised bed if, if for whatever reason you have to have a raised bed. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't have to have one. Right. Uh, and, I mean, there's also other benefits of, of being on the ground. I mean, if you think about watching children play, they're crawling around, and being on your hands and knees is physically demanding. Mm-hmm. So it's exercise. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't see why, um, 
you know, people always say, oh, gardening's hard and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's physically hard or it's hard to do. I don't really see that as a bad thing, you yeah. know, unless you've got, if you've got some sort of mobility issue or whatever, yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you're just, you know, in regular shape or a little bit out of shape or whatever, I mean, it's not bad yeah. to have to, like, do movements. How often do you have to crawl around? <laughs> I mean, almost never, right? Yeah. Uh, and the last time you crawled around, you were probably in the best shape of your life when you were a kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, spending a good, like, you know, half an hour, an hour, you know, every other day on your hands and knees is mm-hmm. is surprisingly good exercise. It's almost like a kind of poor man's yoga. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, by, by having that low garden, aside from all the benefits that, uh, you know, it just makes it easier to supply your plants mm-hmm. with uh, with water. It's easier. You just It just requires less work to get your garden in because yeah. you're not building up you don't have to buy as much soil and bring all that stuff in right but the other advantage is that it's sort of if almost like you know when people buy a dog mm-hmm. well now you have to go take a walk every day <laughs> yeah you know? so yeah. if your garden's on the ground well you got to go like bend over and bend down and get on your knees and yeah and yeah there's a lot to be you know um uh, lot to be said for it and i think um it, we, too often we uh, we overlook these mm. simple, you know, the simple elegance of of simplicity yeah. in your garden. Yeah. Uh, something. I mean, the, the older I get, the more I realize you don't have to do anywhere near as much work to have a nice garden. Mm. Um, just have to sort mm. of stand back and yeah. say, "Well, why would I do that? Maybe this is fine." Yeah. Because you know, when I was a kid, none of the gardens were raised, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they didn't have mulches either, but uh, yeah. Anyway, gotcha. Stand around with their hose for hours. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, I hope that's useful to people. I hope uh, gives you some. You know, if you're thinking of expanding your garden, if you have no garden, of course. But uh, I don't know what stage of things uh, the bulk of the listeners right. are at. But I would think, uh, who knows, but I would think a good portion of the listeners have gardens. Well, actually, and, that brings uh, up a good point. We should we should reach out if you're listening to this. You know, let us know what stage your garden is at. You have a garden. And, well, and how many square feet is your garden? I'm curious to know, like, yeah. how many, what portion of my listeners have small gardens or large yeah. gardens or whatever? Yeah. We should really, if we do another survey, that yeah. would be a useful thing to know. We will do that. Uh, but in the meantime... Um, if you want to go to the show notes page for this episode, just go to maritimegardening.com slash 038. And then down at the bottom, you can post a comment. If you haven't registered yet, you can easily register and just post a comment and let us know how your, how your garden's doing. Yeah. So if you've got a, and I, I tend to run on the assumption that everybody that listens to this just like me and they have a large garden, right. it's probably, probably an error. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, every, every year I, expand my garden somehow mm-hmm. and i'm in the process of doing that right now i'm building some some beds outside the fenced enclosure where i'm going to plant more potatoes because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i just can't say like, the, I, the idea i can't bear the notion of running out of them again right. uh, i hate having to buy them in the yeah. store yeah um so i was thinking of oh how should i do it or it's like oh, i'm just gonna you know, it's all field. It's all, yeah. you know, grasses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think I'm going to do some kind of some kind of hookah culture type thing. Yeah. But I want to make it as simple, as, as unbelievably simple and cheap and quick as possible. Because I don't want to spend. Yeah. I don't care what it looks like. I could care less. Yeah. That's the beauty of having your own garden. You know, I, I think if I were to move and, and have another home, I might build something that's got a real geometry. And when I build gardens for people, I like to make the space have some sort of yeah. visible geometry. But my garden in my backyard, it's just totally ad hoc. You know, I just there's no shape. It has no. It's just this uh, this week. I thought I'd do that, and you know, nice. everything is just ad hoc, and it's not. You know, so it doesn't have a, a beautiful uh, appearance, but it, it's it really does reflect my personality in the sense that it's it's all practical. You know, is yeah. it going to work? Is it going to work? Is the plants going to grow really well? Because yeah. that's all I really care about. Yeah. And if they're growing well and. Also, sort of a laboratory type approach to gardening, where everything's a little experiment. Well, I'll try this. How about I try that? You know, every year I want to try something different. Why don't I try using this kind of soil? Why don't I try using yeah. that kind of material or yeah. this kind of mulch or whatever? Um, so my garden reflects that that sort of playful, yeah. uh, curious uh, attitude I have towards just about everything. But uh, yeah. the, the garden, there's no better place for curiosity than a garden. It's the whole thing's mm-hmm. like a mad scientist lab yeah so uh, awesome yeah very very cool Alrighty. um so yeah that was uh episode 38 and actually before we go just going to mention something oh obviously you know you can subscribe on itunes and find us on facebook and you know let us know that you're listening um and something else i just want to mention uh you know we do pick up partners from time to time on the show but if you're, uh, you know, if you're a fan of the show and you really enjoy it, um, we're not opposed to uh, accepting uh, a donation, and uh, it'll help with things like, um, you know, just more hosting the show. Yeah, hosting the show. <laughs> the it's hard, it's hard to tie Greg piece. down. Uh, <laughs> no, but it'll it'll help with production quality. You know, we can do some upgrades, and um, you know, it, it's these these shows are surprisingly. You know, they're enjoyable to produce, but they take a surprisingly am- uh, large amount of time between the recording, the editing, the, the show notes, Greg, and uh, all the, you know, the preparation that Greg puts into outlining every episode and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, so you, you can, if you if you feel inclined, you can go to MaritimeGardening.com and just on the right hand side, down a little bit, there's a donate button. And you can just click on there and and you can actually make a donation. If you do, we'll really appreciate that. Um, And uh, we'll give you a little shout out on an upcoming episode. So, Yeah, that'd be great. We appreciate that. So that's it for today. Thanks, Greg. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Until next week. Until next week. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.